Okay, hello again. <laughs> it's only again for us. <laughs> and another one. And another one. <laughs> Production issues aside, <laughs> it's a bonus episode. It is indeed a bonus episode. And we're talking about The Flash. The Flash! Why more the fuck sp- are we talking about The Flash? <laughs> more specifically, we're talking about... The production of the Flash film that okay. is set to be released now in 2023. Uh huh. It got pushed back. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh. So it's it's intended to be the 13th film in the DC universe. Uh huh. It is not that. Yeah. Not sure what it is. So. <laughs> so current. It's slated to currently come out. What like, I think. A month before Blue Beetle? E- yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It is slated to come out like a month before Blue Beetle, which That's I so hope ridiculous. is better. That's so ridiculous. All right, so I'm just going to be reading basically from the Wikipedia page. All right. I, I just happened to stumble upon this the other day. I was looking at other things about the the DC EU, and I was just came upon this Wikipedia page. Oh, um, before you get into that, another fun fact. In the episode that will have come out just before this one, we spent quite a bit of time talking about uh, Mario. And um, I found an article literally five minutes after we stopped recording that episode that basically, if if those leaks are true, confirmed everything that we said about Mario in that episode. So uh, here's to hoping, I guess. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, anyway, the thing that made me want to talk about this the most was the first line of this Wikipedia article is, development of a film featuring The Flash began in the late 1980s. What? It, Wait, it, this the, cur- current... The, the current Flash film's development started in the late 1980s. That's actually what? I know. I know. <laughs> That's a, yeah. So, uh, it had multiple writers and directors attached most of that time. Uh, how many scripts did they throw away? So many. We're gonna talk about it. Uh. Uh. Yeah, so in 2014 is when Miller was, Ezra Miller was cast as The Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the film just since that time has had one, two, three, four directors. Wait, just since 2014? Just since 2014. Oh, There's been... Okay. Um, Seth Graham Smith, yeah. uh, Rick, I'm probably going to butcher this last name, and I'm so sorry, uh, Fema Yiwa. Okay. Uh, and the and the duo of John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. All of them departed due to creative differences with the studio. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now they have Muschetti and Hodson. <laughs> Don't know either of those names, if I'm going to be totally honest, yeah, as far no as directors idea. are concerned. No idea who they are. Um, but it's supposed to have uh, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. Yeah, both Batman playing as Batman. Because I did it's supposed know to that. be 
based on Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's and, uh, all been just uh, yeah confirmed. Just, it's it's Flashpoint. Definitely. Just to clarify, one of the main reasons that Ezra Miller's so like locked into the role is because of the amount of filming they've already done. And not only is he Flash, but he's also Reverse Flash. Oh. Okay. So he's in a lot of the shots of the film already. Oh. Uh. Uh, it's said to be released on June 23rd, 2023. June 23rd. See, I so I knew that we had both Batman in it, and I knew that um, it was Flashpoint. Um, which, my only hope is that if it's Flashpoint at the end of it, that means we get a new Flash. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, like, like that's... That's that's what we can hope for here. That's my hope. And that Ezra Miller gets some help, and we get him in the future. Them? Them in the future. Uh, as, as you know, a, a as Barry Allen, yeah. you know. I mean, if you come back, if you Robert Downey Jr. this and come back bigger and better than ever, I will applaud. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. But Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus. But Jesus. <laughs> Called me that in college. <laughs> I didn't go to college. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, development of the film uh, began in the late 1980s when WB hired uh, Jeff Loeb, who is a very good comic book writer, mm-hmm. to write a script, uh, screenplay, and then in 2004 they hired David S. Goyer. So it, they they did this in the late 80s, and they never did anything with the IP. They just sat on it. I guess so. I guess so. They, uh, they were like, hey, yeah, we'll pay you. Write a script for us. Write a screenplay. And he writes it, and they're like, you know, I don't want to tell him it's bad. Let's just, let's just quietly just not do anything with it. I see. I feel like Jeff Lowe would have written a really good story. They just need a screenplay writer to, you know, translate it to a screen mm-hmm. adaptive, you know, work. So, I I don't know what what they did, what story he wrote, or why they didn't do it. But it feels like they really could have, you know, kicked something off a long time ago because the Flash has been popular for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, David S. Goyer was hired to write, direct, and produce a new version of The Flash 2004. Because he, uh, he was a co-writer on the Batman Begins script. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was approached. To be Flash? To be Wally West the Flash. Okay. Uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, is Wally West. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad that, that didn't happen. You know, it was based on a... Uh, his work in the Blade Trinity. Okay. Well, I mean, I I like Ryan Reynolds as an actor. I think he's very talented, and he was one of the best parts of Blade Trinity, which was not overall a very good movie. It was one of the better Marvel movies we got before the MCU. I guess out of the Blade movies, my favorite is always going to be the first one. That's fair. The the first one is just so good. 
none of the the other ones just can't quite live up to it in my opinion they try really hard and they use the most out of like the cg advancements that they got and everything like that but nothing ever lived the story never lived up to that first movie for me right yeah that's fair plus the villain of that first movie Nick Frost was his character's name. I can't remember the actor's name. He did blue e-cigarette commercials for a while, too. Right. Um, but he was just so terrifying as a villain in that movie. Like, that, the whole time, he was such a good bad guy. And the second one basically had vampire zombie things, and the third one, you fought Dracula. Like, it just got progressively more silly, where the first one felt very real and scary comic book he's a comic book character you got to get to the silly you 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 lead him in with the scary and the real and then you're invested in the characters then you can get a little silly with them that's how that's how it works yeah i know i just (laughs) as a movie format the first blade will nothing will be better than that that's fair that's fair was the bloody disco rave the second one because that was the most memorable moment for me no, Bloody Disco Rave was the first one when they she drags brings him through the meat like the butcher place, and there's like all the the meat hanging around, and they go back into the back, and then yeah the the fire sprinklers or whatever start shooting blood out yeah, of them at the yeah. rave. Yeah, that's the very opening scene of the first movie. Oh, okay. I thought it was the second one for some reason. No. But like the opening of the second one. Yeah, no, opening of the first movie. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the scene that still sticks out to me. From all of those movies, and and uh, Ryan Reynolds fighting that chick. Ah. But yeah, that was that was from Blade Trinity. Yeah, mm. yeah. He keeps telling her, talking to people about how her vagina has teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Triple H was in that movie. He had the little Pomeranians. That oh were yeah, vampires. that was that was good. <laughs> like um, it's all about the game. So David S. Goyer, a filmmaker at that point in time who had uh, written for uh, the Blade Trilogy, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Trilogy, and uh, would go on to write the Superman movie Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Okay. He also directed Blade Trinity and a few other films I've never heard of. Alright. Anyway, my point is he's a very successful filmmaker. He seems to have some idea of what he's doing, right? Yeah, he's got quite the repertoire under his belt. Yeah, so after three years before they really got anything done, they separated due to creative differences with the studio. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be the M.O. Yeah, so that was uh, 2007. Okay. Separated. Um, Sean Levy was hired to direct and oversee the writing of a new draft written by Chris Broncanto, which used elements from Goyer's script. Um... After that, they announced a Justice League film. <laughs> and that clearly went off without a hitch. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, George Miller signed on to the directed film, uh, Justice League Mortal, uh, with Adam Brody cast as The Flash. <clears throat> and that was planned to start off, you know, a whole string of, you know, standalone films. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sean Levy left The Flash in October of 2007, so same year. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, due to scheduling conflicts with Night at the Museum, Battle at the Smithsonian. 
Well, you know what? Considering this Flash <laughs> movie never got off the ground, good for you, buddy, because you made more money off of Night at the Museum. <laughs> absolutely would have. That's so much. Uh, David Dobkin took over as director and began developing a f- uh, the film as a spinoff from Justice League Mortal with a focus on Wally West. Oh, okay. Which is, is, is this where Ryan Reynolds... No, no, that was... That was before. Uh, that this was a couple a years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Trying uh, to keep it all straight, man. This is... It's so much that happens. That's, that's why I wanted to go over this, because what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Craig Wright was writing a script for the film next the next month. Before Justice League Mortal was cancelled, and Warner Bros. set a 2008 release for The Flash. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I... I guess at some point in time, they are doing press releases where they're like, yeah, a Flash movie's on its way. Yeah, yeah. We, so, we told you in the 80s it was happening. It is still happening. Look, 2004, we got a, we got a new guy. And, and we lost the guy. We lost but, the guy, but, but, but we got another guy. We got another guy. We got plans. It's all right. We, we lost got, the writer, too, but guess what? Got another writer. We, I mean, we're doing a Justice League. Oh, actually, uh, we... We're not, but we're still we're doing not the Flash. Doing, but we're doing the Flash. 2008. Flash is coming. <laughs> I I don't know how they're going for a 2008 release when they've had issues with the director all the way up till October of 2007 at the very latest. They must have had at least like preliminary shots filmed and things like that. Like they must have been partway into production of it if that's what they were thinking. Development was delayed further by the 2007-2008 Riders Guild Strike of America. Yes, yes, that was a, a big blow for a little bit there. Yeah, watch American Dad Season 4 if you want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a, just the, you can feel the difference, I mm-hmm. promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Charles Roven joined as a producer with Jeff Johns Consulting and writing a film treatment uh, that Dan Mazzo adapted into a screenplay. So this is a, a different script. Okay. Another Again, different script. This is, I think, the fourth or fifth one we've gotten to already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the studio wasn't confident enough in their take to greenlight the film. Okay, all right. So this time they straight up just told the guy, uh, dude, this screenplay is shit. We're not doing this. So in June 2010... The Green Lantern writers were hired to write a new treatment for The Flash. Yeah, then they actually had Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as a Green Lantern, which was It was not good. It was, it was bad. not good. It they was so CGI'd bad. They CGI'd the fucking mask. They CGI'd everything. I know, but the mask, yeah. the domino mask, you just don't need to CGI that. No. In any way. You could do makeup and it would have looked better. It looked so bad. All of it was just bad so yeah they hired the, the writing people, was bad they hired the people who wrote that movie to do a new treatment on the script so they clearly you know they have an idea of what they're doing well they yeah and the way that i bet warner bros was looking at it at least at that point was like yeah i mean it kind of critically bombed all around the green lantern movie did but because people were DC fans watching Marvel start to put out all of these movies at this point because at this point we're at what Thor or Iron Man 3 already and we have the Hulk and 
Like Marvel, well, yeah, we've got the third iteration of the Hulk already up. We've yeah. got uh, yeah. If we're on Iron Man three, we've already got Thor and Captain America, and like there... so many characters introduced within those already to start things off. Uh, the Avengers is going to come out next year, and that's probably already been announced. Like mm-hmm. DC fans are sitting there watching Marvel pump out these movies left and right, just fucking constantly. And so, yeah, and like, uh, even I, though... I want to be clear about one thing. Marvel makes decent movies. Yeah. They're they're fun to watch, but they're... They're kind of samey, they're, but... They're like chips or french fries. Like, yeah. They they do the job, and it's it's cool to have these characters on screen, and it's really cool to have this, you know, nerd interest shared with so many people. I mean, most of these people are never going to read the comics or any like understand yeah. anything beyond what they see on the screen. But, like, it's cool to be able to go and see that as somebody who has some more background and, like, you know, have that knowledge and go and watch and enjoy that. And, like, it's it's cool to have that, but these aren't groundbreaking films. No, no, not at all. The writing isn't complex or, like, particularly good. new or interesting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, sometimes not even good. Um, like, there's just... They don't have to be masterpieces. Mm-hmm. And I think DC is going for, like, I don't know, auteur directors, or, like, they're trying to make an art project out of it, or I, I don't know what they're trying to do, but they're, they're, well, they, they're just, they just need to make something passable, and then they can do something <laughs> great with that. But well, they can't the, even get to that point, and I don't understand. The issue started with that Green Lantern movie, because when it came out, DC fans were so starved for content that they wanted, and they were watching Marvel fans get all of the content that they could possibly ever want, essentially, you know. Yeah. And so even though it was such a bad movie, they, WB made a shitload of money off of it. Because DC fans just wanted anything they could fucking get their hands on that was and our Green Lantern movie sounds like a great idea. And with Ryan Reynolds playing Green Lantern, like it all on paper, it sounded awesome. Yeah, and they fucking they they cocked it, and it was terrible. (laughs) But because it still made that big revenue, because people were so excited about it in general. It makes sense to me that they'd look at that at least initially as, oh, we had a win. Bring these guys over to the Flash movie. They'll help be able to fix it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But it's it's like Sony not getting the joke with the Morbius movie and doing a second fucking theater <laughs> release. That was so funny. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. I haven't substantiated this, so I'm not sure of the accuracy, but I heard it made something like 20 bucks a screen on its second release. Yeah, yeah. Which is... An insane figure. It's so bad. Like, actually ridiculous. That's one All because they got internet trolled and believed it. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, meme means money, right? (laughs) No. No. It's Morbin time is a joke. (laughs) We are laughing at you. God damn it. (laughs) I've killed Derek. (sighs) Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, Warner Brothers was planning a new shared universe. Woo! Okay. Based on DC Comics. Of course. In July of 2013. And had tentative plans for The Flash for 2016. Okay. Which is where, finally, we're going to bring in Ezra Miller 
and yeah. the four lost directors. In we... October 2014, <laughs> Warner Brothers and DC Films announced a new slate of projects for the DCEU. And The Flash was set to release on March 23, 2018. Yes. And <coughs> this is when Ezra Miller was set to star in the film as Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Miller made his first made their first cameo appearances in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad, both in 2016. And then the Justice League in 2017. And apparently it was in the Arrowverse crossover, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I should really watch those shows. I started watching Green Arrow. I watched the whole <coughs> first season and a half. Really good. Green Arrow is one of my favorites, and it's a good show. I mean, cheesy effects, but, you know, TV budget, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anything's got to be better than that live-action Teen Titans. Uh, it's it's not that bad. Really? I heard it was awful. No, I'm I'm watching through it right now. I'm most of the way through the first season, and... Based on, like, the Rebirth comics, if you know that, if you're trying to watch the cartoon Teen Titans and expect that to be what you're watching now, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> gonna you're, have you, a bad time. You're gonna have a bad time. Uh, French but, fried when you should have pizza. <laughs> and that's, I think that's what people are doing and going into this series, because they're going into it like, oh, I remember Teen Titans from when I was a kid. I'm gonna go watch that show again. Uh, this is not that. <laughs> this is not that at all. No, this is the the gritty rebirth Titans. This is Cyborg's not a part of the Titans because Cyborg is part of the Justice League. Yeah, that's that's part of the New Fifty Two. That's part of the rebirth stuff. Yeah, that's just that's just part of it, and that that's I mean that's kind of a bummer for us who grew up with it as it was. Mm -hmm. But it's also like not that big of a surprise when Cyborg when the, I mean the Teen Titans have been around forever and they've had a lot of changes. Most of the original Teen Titans aren't teens anymore. So. Yeah, and <laughs> most of the Teen Titans that we know from the show weren't the original cast of the Titans from, like, the comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's... You just gotta get over different versions of stuff, especially in comics. Just You just gotta deal with it. Like, people, a lot of people I know didn't like the, the show Gotham. Mm-hmm. Because it was a young Bruce Wayne, pretty much Batmaning before he should have been Batmaning. Okay. And, like... I heard he didn't don the suit till like, season two or something like that. Well, like, he d he didn't don the suit, like, really. Like, he, he had, like, you know, body armor and stuff, but he didn't have, like, bat wings and stuff. Or, yeah. like, bat ears and stuff till like, the very end. Oh, okay. Like, they didn't really do a full Batman reveal, even. It they was... didn't Smallville it? No. <laughs> well, they kind of did. That's kind of what the end was, was, like, a silhouette of Batman. Yeah, but, yeah. It was all Bruce Wayne fighting in the night as a kid. The The biggest issue people had with that was the continuity errors it brought up, which was, you know, a lot of villains came up before that Bruce would have known them. Mm -hmm. He just would have had, or he should have had a better idea when he came back as Batman to, like, be able to... To know what was happening. Yeah. If he had already fought all these people before. Yeah. And, uh... Just, but if you just, just have those... it as a separate universe, though, like... exactly, and that's the thing is, it's just a, it's just a different version of Batman, which I don't know if you, anybody I mean, knows this. He's been around for eighty years. Yeah, but back then, the idea of different universes, like I feel like until the MCU came out and did like, no, this is a separate. Like they kind of sat down and explained how 
the MCU is it is canonical within the comic book universe, but it is its own world. It's not world. Well, it's World Six One Six now. But yeah. when they first were talking about it, they're like it's its own separate entity while still being part of the overarching thing. Yeah, and, and I so, think something they may do is they may say this is the cinematic 616, and that's the comic book 616. Okay. I wouldn't Which be surprised if they say that. Silly, that was on paper, but... but yeah. Uh, they're technically different universes, and I could see them saying that and getting away with it with a flimsy explanation. Yeah. But given that people are now more acclimated to that idea and understand things like that about, like, the MCU, I think people could go back and watch things like Gotham now and be able to do that. Their their brain would be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is just an alternate reality version of the Batman that I know and love. Like, You would think so, but, I mean, the, the people complaining about it, it's not the average viewer. The average viewer thought it was a fine show. Like, they got six seasons. Yeah. Like, it's not the I average mean, viewer complaining about it. I mean, hardcore fans are the pickiest. That's yeah. always been a thing. I, but it just seems nuts to me that people who have been through things like Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Final Crisis... Uh, dark, Flashpoint. Dark Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Lots <laughs> like, of crises. Yeah, there's so many of those big fucking nonsense events, and... Literal bullshit happens, like, and they wave shit off, and it was just like, bam, okay, that's what happened, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then you're just supposed to move on and accept some things, and as a comic book reader, you should just be ready to do that with a comic book property, no matter where it's at. It's weird to be so specific. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Stop being picky. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's just weird to be picky in one specific aspect if you're going to be picky complain about everything batman does <laughs> that's what you're going to complain about and go tell me batman fucking batman and robin by oh what was his name the, the, he's gone insane now he's a madman uh but he he wrote a really fucked batman and robin one uh where he says uh Content warning, because I don't like using this word, but it's 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 a thing that was in an actual Batman comic book. It was like, uh, what are you, a retard? I'm the goddamn Batman. Oh, yeah. Talking yeah. to Robin. Mm hmm And like... Yeah, I remember that comic panel. It's, it's, it's just, the whole thing is like that. He just verbally and physically abuses Robin for a while. Mm-hmm. Just like, you're gonna be Robin, you little fuck. <laughs> he gets mad at Alfred when he feeds him. It's, yeah. And you do want to get mad at a Batman storyline, get mad at that one. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's some weird things they've done with Batman, and it's weird to get mad at the, 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 the harmless ones. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd be willing to bet the people who complained about most of that were the people who uh, really liked that comic book run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodness gracious. We were talking about The Flash. We were talking about The Flash. So I'm a little sad about this next thing. James Wan was actually given the option to direct either Aquaman or The Flash mm -hmm. and chose Aquaman. I would love to have seen the flash done by him. Yeah. You know it would have gotten done. He would have followed through. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, maybe not, because it seems to be the studio that's having the biggest issue. Yeah, but 
you know, we got a good Aquaman. Aquaman movie out of it, which when you thought about the pantheon of like the Justice League, the Aquaman movie was not the one people expected to be the good movie. No. no. So to have that one be the good movie was kind of a breath of fresh air. I mean, we had to do with Amber Heard being on screen for a while, but other than that. I mean, Jason Momoa, he could just stand there for two hours <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> just kind of flex every now and again and smile at you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Sometimes not approvingly and say, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's cinema right there. That's art. Uh. Um, but the Aquaman movie was surprisingly good. I actually enjoyed sitting down and watching it, which I didn't think I was going to. So that was that was a nice surprise for me. I, I really liked that one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Much more, because that came off the heels of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Which was one of the fucking I still have hilarious... watched it. You... I have seen the scene, though. Uh, You've seen the... the... Why'd Martha! you say that name? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> See, you knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. So, by <laughs> The Flash. By April 2015, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were writing a story treatment for The Flash with the possibility of directing it. Now, that could have been good. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, when they have, like, creative control of their work, do a really good job. Mm -hmm. They're really fun and interesting directors. They, I mean, sometimes they make kind of, like, uh, what do I want to say? Safe comedies. Yeah. Which are not that fun for me to watch. They're, you know, you, you, can, you can take anybody to them and anybody will laugh. And, like, it's just somebody, I, I will admit I'm kind of a comedy snob. Like, if I've seen a joke before, it's it m might not only not amuse me, it might make me upset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I've seen that joke. I've seen that joke for 30 years. Stop using it. <laughs> Just write new jokes. Yeah. Um, but they decided to do Star St Solo, a Star Wars story, instead. Okay. That... Did not turn out well, if I remember. I, right. I didn't yeah, watch it. People didn't love it. I. It was a fine movie, but wow, they just didn't need it. <laughs> I. Uh, I remember it got not good reception. It wasn't. It was. It was bad idea to do a Han Solo origin story. It was a bad idea to do that. Oh, we'll probably do a full Star Wars fucking dissection at some point, but... Yeah, because I never watched that movie, so... But, yeah, I also never I, watched Rogue One, which I heard was awesome. Rogue One was great. I loved Rogue One. Never saw it. Shout out to Riz Ahmed. Good fucking job, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seth Graham Smith then entered negotiations. Um... And it was going to be based on Lord Miller's treatment. And that would have been Graham Smith's director directorial debut. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's with, usually not what you want to do with a big blockbuster movie. Not not very often, unless you're very confident. Um, Deborah and Zack Snyder were executive producing it, though. Oh, okay. Well, that does lend a little bit more confidence to it. Yeah. Um... In 2016, the film's release date was moved. Remember, the previous release date was 2016. Well, no, it was 18, 2018, after they cast Ezra Miller, is what you said. Yeah, yes, yeah, you're right, yes. you're right. 
So it was actually moved forward to March 16th, so like five, six days. Okay, pushed up. Yeah. Um, Getting people hype. Graham Smith then left the project in April, citing creative differences. <laughs> so are are these creative differences with like the executive producers? Are they with WB? Are it, they with the the actors when themselves? It, when it says in here, I read through this the other day, so I know like when it when it actually says who the uh, the creative differences were with, it says with the studio. Okay. So with WB, presumably. Mm-hmm. Presumably with WB, yeah. Mm. Uh, WB chose to retain his script, <laughs> and he was still expected to be involved in the project moving forward, while Lord and Miller were also involved as producers. Okay, then. But not not as directors. Not or... as directors. No one's good enough to direct this movie. Uh, so they tried uh, Rick Famuyiwa. I think that's how you say that name. I think, just after hearing all of this for so long, I think them saying they left due to creative differences means WB fucking fired me, so I'm not doing this movie anymore. Well, yeah, I think they, they are like, they try I, to... would, I would like to do this creative, interesting thing with this movie, and WB is like, no, no. Do, no, do the bad thing that we've been doing. And they're like, I, but you could make more money. And they're like, nah, <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Have you seen the memes? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's Morbin time. <laughs> uh, um. It was gonna. Famuyiwa's vision was going to resonate with younger audiences and be compatible with Graham Smith's existing script. Uh, filming was expected to start in 2016. Um. And. It was Famuyiwa's decision to hire Kiersey Clemens, who was still attached to the role of Iris West. Okay. Um. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Rita Ora and Lucy Boynton were also in the running for the role. I don't know any of these actors. I have no idea who they are, no. Uh. And... Right around then, the release date for The Flash went to Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, that was not a good movie either. Nope. Not. Uh, Somehow managed to be better than the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies, but it was still not a very good Tomb Raider movie. As an avid least, fan of the original Tomb Raider games. At least the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders felt like a movie... Like, based on a video game and not an Indiana Jones script with the characters swapped. I mean, I guess, but that was honestly more along the lines for me. Because those games were always your Indiana Jones with a character swap. Like, that's... She's the Tomb Raider. That's what she does. She goes... feel like her own story she, and not like it could have been the Uncharted movie that happened a couple years later. But but my thing is is like that that was the feel that the original games had. She was an archaeologist. She went into tombs. She shot people and stuff, and she escaped with the artifact. Like the games were a playable Indiana Jones movie. But and, she was also '90s and sexy. Like. But the Angelina Jolie movies were. There was more drama than there was. The for me it was like. There wasn't enough of the action-y, shooty stuff. 
There was, like, that one scene in the first movie where her house gets broken into and her friend's telling her where they are and she kills them all. That's, there's, like, that. Well, there's all the stuff in the ruins at the end. Yeah, but that, it's, like, one, they get two scenes out of a whole movie. Okay, the stuff at the ruins at the end is a few scenes. All right. And, and then the puzzles were just... I'm defending this movie for the side boob I saw as a child and I loved it. (laughs) The, The puzzles were, like, there was, once again... The the scene at the end, the scenes, excuse me, at the <laughs> end, where she was sneaking around and figured it out before the bad guy could figure it out. Yeah. And before that, the only other puzzle was there was a bell in a cave, and she dinged it once, and <laughs> it opened a door. Like, congratulations. That's not a puzzle, okay? <laughs> there was none of, like, I wanted, I wanted a video game movie i wanted angelina jolie to be grabbing giant fucking cement bricks that were like three times as big as her and (laughs) like pushing them around and shit you know like like i wanted a fucking tomb raider movie and i got tomb raider the soap opera well i mean they had to make a movie script too i i i understand where you're coming from i get it and the second okay. one was even worse. The fucking scene with the fucking flight suits. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck that. It was James Bond. It was so bad. <laughs> she even finds the guy in prison doing the fucking pull-up, push-up things. He's hanging onto the top of the cage doing, like, pull-ups, but he's doing the push-up position. She's like, what are you doing? He's just, like, casually doing fucking pull-ups. I guess she walks in. Good God. It's a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> okay. Pre-production for the current version of The Flash that we're supposed to be having uh, started in October ahead of filming start ahead of a filming start into March of 2017. Okay. And that was all scheduled before another commitment the Miller had in July. All right. Uh at the end of October. So, uh, who's the director now? Who'd we end on? Fama Yiwa. Okay. Is where we're at right now. Okay. At the end of October, Fama Yiwa left the project after not being <laughs> able to come, not being able to, quote unquote, come together creatively with the studio. Uh-huh. Who disagreed with the more mature direction that Fama Yiwa wanted to take the film in. God, I hope I'm saying that name right. I also don't know why they question because at this point Logan has come out to huge success and they know that people are fine with that. They like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is this is 2017. Deadpool's out. Deadpool's out. Logan's out. Like we have these movies that prove that this gritty, dark shit is what people want. Fuck. At this point, you have Ben Affleck being Batman and dark gritty movies already wasn't and he branding people in those movies yeah like and people I don't, fucking loved it i don't yeah i don't know why you're huh. uh <laughs> the film was put on hold while the studio searched for a new director and uh <laughs> miller returned prepared to film fantastic beasts the crimes of grindelwald <laughs> <laughs> just leaving to do profitable bad movies <laughs> During that time, the film <laughs> Warner Bros. decided to take the film in a new direction. <laughs> in January of 2017, Joby Harold was hired. Joby. Joby. J-O-B-Y. 
Joby Harold was hired good, to do a good name to do a page one rewrite of the script. That means they're starting from scratch right oh there in 2017. God. Oh my god! After so, pre-production and a filming date had already been set and passed. So this is script like five or six now. Yeah. Uh, top choices to direct at this time when the draft was in by May of that year: Robert Zemeckis and Matthew Vaughn. Both had expressed interest in the project, but scheduling conflict. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sam Raimi, Mark Webb, and Jordan P- Peele had all turned down to, uh, offers to direct the film. <laughs> As did Ben Affleck. <laughs> At this point, everyone's just like, nah, man, that fucking movie's <laughs> cursed. I'm not touching it. I just, I feel like everybody <laughs> has just heard about Warner Brothers being shit because all of these directors mm-hmm. every one of them has cited creative differences with Warner Brothers studio mm-hmm. which is why Ben Affleck doesn't even want to be Batman anymore yeah. this was like a dream for him yeah it, uh, like since childhood he's talked about it so many times how he wants to play a superhero and be part of these and cool he wanted movies. a redemption from Daredevil too because people just saw that as a joke at this point mm-hmm. and Man, he probably never wants to be a superhero ever again now. Like, his dream has been fucking smashed into pieces. Yeah, and, yeah. I feel so bad for him, because he's not bad as Batman at all. I will defend Ben... It's just the writing. I will defend Batfleck forever, because honestly, I really enjoy his interpretation of how Batman is. I think he plays a very good, not just a good Batman, but also a good Bruce Wayne. Hell yeah. Um... Uh, the 2017 Comic-Con in San Diego, the Flashpoint title was revealed. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, once you get the page one rewrite, they're like, what the fuck, what are we doing, what do we do? And then someone at that table in that meeting looked around and went, guys, fucking Flashpoint. We can fix it all if we do Flashpoint. And everyone's like, genius, yes. <laughs> Where did you come up with this? I read a comic book. I read. Book. A, didn't even have to read it necessarily. He like he saw a a title. He saw a cover page, and then maybe Wikipedia a quick synopsis of what it's about. And he's like, "All right, guys, I got it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so <laughs> that's it. Really, that's what it feels like the level of research that these directors do for the DC movies. Honestly. <laughs> So it was confirmed at some point uh, after that that the Flashpoint concept would allow the film to tell a unique story about Batman. (laughs) 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 Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who'd played Thomas Wayne, was... uh, had expressed interest in their idea of doing uh, Thomas Wayne as Batman. Which... Oh, that's a dark story it's a really dark story it's one of my very favorites but also how the fuck are they gonna do that in the flashpoint movie where they're trying to fix everything else i don't with know with two other batman that's heavy Be- well i mean if they wouldn't have come out and said that michael keaton's batman is the same batman that he was before then you could have had michael keaton be thomas wayne yeah but it, he but they've also- already fucked that yeah so <laughs> um John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein entered uh, negotiations to write and direct the film. 
uh, because the studio chose not to wait for Zemeckis' schedule to be free. <laughs> they didn't want to wait for Robert Zemeckis. Oh my god, WB. A legendary director. WB, I... I... They just didn't want to wait. Your decisions. After, after all this level of fuck-ups, they couldn't just wait and make sure a sure thing was going to happen? No. No. Gotta push it out now. <laughs> or never. Uh, Daily and Goldstein were confirmed in March, and this is, I think, 2017, or 2018, excuse me. Confirmed in March of 2018, and the film's title was turned back to The Flash. Woo! <laughs> like, what is this production? Woo! If there's not a documentary about this in a couple years, I'm going to be very upset. Oh my god, this is like... It's like a circus sideshow of a movie production. <laughs> uh, filming was expected to begin in Atlanta in February of 2019. A whole year after it was supposed to be released. Mm -hmm. the, the filming officially was supposed to start. Yep. But Ezra Miller's commitments to Fantastic Beats The Secrets of Dumbledore 2022 delayed <laughs> filming again. Yeah! We need more Harry Potter. Fuck the Flash. We need more Harry Potter. At that we point, all know Jake, er, yeah, we all know J.K. Rowling's a turf. No one cares. Put the movies out. Make her more money. <laughs> uh, at that point, it was aiming for a 2021 release. Yeah, yeah. Just keep pushing it, boys. Keep pushing it. Smile and wave. In mid-March 2019... Miller was revealed to be writing a new version of the film script with comic book writer Grant Morrison. Now, okay, Grant Morrison is a legendary yes, writer. I talked about writer. him a couple of times on the podcast already. He's one of my very favorites. He's written some of the best arcs in all of comics. Mm -hmm. Just period. He's a very, very good writer. Understands the characters very well. Knows their motives and motivations and. <laughs> Uh, so the new script could be submitted to the studio by the end of the month and if the studio did not like Miller and Morrison's take there was potential for the actor to leave the film uh, Miller's holding deal to star in the film was expected to end in May <laughs> uh, Miller hadn't been happy with the approach taken by Daly and Goldstein, Goldstein, I'm really not sure on that, uh, that was more lighthearted. Okay. So he wanted Grant Morrison, who, while all of his stories are really good, they're also very dark most of the time. Yeah, There's yeah. usually a pretty dark twist or something very sinister happening. Um, so they were given two weeks by Warner Brothers to write the script in Scotland. Two, two weeks is all? Yep. Uh, that is no time at all to write a fucking full script. Nope. Uh, uh, Morrison described their script as a flash story, which he felt was more science fiction story similar to Back to the Future. Okay. Um, but said that the studio wanted to explore the multiverse and other DC characters with the film instead. It's a flash movie! <laughs> Let it be about the flash! There's nothing wrong with that! Uh, they rejected Miller and Morrison's script outright. Oh my god. But so asked, asked Miller eight, to remain, and then... Nine? Is it eight or nine? 
I think eight. Okay. Daily and Goldstein left the project in July. Yeah, well, after getting a big middle finger, I would too. Uh, Warner Bros. chose Christina Hodson to write a new screenplay for the film after writing their DC film, Birds of Prey. Okay. Which I think was good. People said good things. Nine, yeah, yeah. People said good things about Birds of Prey. And now we're on to the ninth iteration of this script. Uh-huh. Andy Muschietti? Muschietti? Uh, it, it looks very Italian. Entered negotiations to, <laughs> to direct the film with his sister Barbara set to produce alongside Michael Disco. Oh, no way that's, that's a, a person's name. Oh my god, that's good. <laughs> hey, I'm Michael Disco. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, a January 2020 pre-production start was expected. The involvement of Andy Muschietti and Hodson was confirmed in 2019 when filming was expected to begin in 2021. <laughs> After Miller finished The Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> a month after that, Warner Brothers scheduled The Flash to release on July 1st, 2022. Okay. It, so it, is, every it time... is actually October 7th, 2022 now. Yeah. Just yeah. to be clear. And <laughs> the, the thing about this is, is every time they put a release date out, they're giving themselves, like, a year to film this movie. Yeah, it's all. They're, they're not giving themselves time. They're not giving anything the time that it needs. They're not letting anybody sit on anything, and they're not letting any ideas get developed before they have creative differences, and the person decides to leave, because I'm guessing that Warner Brothers is being unreasonable in their demands every single time. What kind of Flash movie do they want? Like... <laughs> I have no idea. But guess what? We're finally into pre-production. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Oh, we what made it, boys! this? We made it, boys! <laughs> We're into pre-production, and now it's not slated to come out until 2024, so the, the pushback seems like they finally realized we need to give these people time. I think, it, I think it's still set for the 2023 release. Oh, at this point, well, at this point it is, but I mean, in actuality, now. No, yeah, I think it's still set for the 2023 release. I, oh. Well, well, I mean, we'll get there, but, like, I'm pretty sure that it is. I, this movie's gonna be awful. It's gonna be so bad. Once again, Muschietti confirmed that they would uh, adapt the Flashpoint comic book storyline. Mm-hmm. But the film would be telling a different version of that story, which makes sense. It's the cinematic universe. They've done nothing the same. Yeah. Uh, in April, the film was moved to June 3rd, 2022. Okay. Uh, they had to shift their schedule due to COVID-19. Yep. Yep. Uh, Michael Keaton was entering early negotiations at this point. So he hadn't even been attached to the film. Not yet. Until yeah. uh, 2019. 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Cyborg was set to star in the film, the same actor who did it for a Justice League. Mm-hmm. And then there was that whole thing. Yeah. Uh... Fisher said the studio only offered to pay him a fraction of his traditional salary for reprising the role. So he was offered a very small sum, is what it sounds like. Which sounds insane, that, because yeah. you're trying to start a universe, you want these people to be on good terms with you. Well, 
that's been, that was the whole issue with Fisher and WB in the first place, is he had issues with how he was treated the whole time. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, from, from what I understand, they were not very nice to him. <laughs> yeah, it seems like most people didn't have the best experience in all of this. Yeah. Um, it's just so crazy. I don't understand. And it wasn't until they agreed to give Affleck a smaller role in the film that he had chosen to return. He had, yeah. <laughs> they, they had to cut out a lot of Batman, Batfleck stuff because he was done with the role. Already. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to do this. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I wonder if those... What Batfleck was supposed to do is, like, what Michael Keaton's now be going to do. Like, they just copy-paste it, and they're like, it's fine, we'll just get old Batman to do it then. Well, uh, Keaton had already signed on. Yeah, but that's what I mean. They're just like, oh, well, Affleck doesn't want these scenes, so here, you have them. You know what I mean? Like, Um, at the Fandome event, I don't know if you remember that. Vaguely. The DC Fandome event. Uh... Explore the Multiverse in September of 2020, Barbara Muschietti said the film would contain many characters from the DC Universe and Flash was to serve as the bridge between them and their different timelines, as well as being a soft reboot for the DCEU, which we all suspected in. Yeah, yeah, with everyone being so done with their characters, they have to do a soft reboot. Yeah, and that way they could not like throw away that old movies, it's just a different timeline mm-hmm. now. Different time on new people playing the roles so they can just carry on the mantles. Yeah. Uh, one of the actors who had left doing due to the change of directors uh, was negotiated back in. Um, presumably they just didn't want to recast another person and paid a little extra. Yeah. That's my guess on that. That makes sense. Uh, filming was set to begin in March 2021. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, written Cyborg out of the film by January of 2021. Yep. Uh, and it was uh, apparently Fisher's biggest issue was DC Films president Walter Hamada. Because he wouldn't work in any project that he was involved in. Huh. And this was... Okay, so Fisher said this was due to Hamada's handling of an investigation into the onset behavior of Justice League's replacement director, Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. I remember that being the crux is Joss Whedon was an asshole to Fisher. Yeah, he seems like he's got some issues. Joss Whedon, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's getting help. I doubt it. Yeah, me too. He's got so much money. <laughs> uh... Oh. Uh, Supergirl was confirmed to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, because I can't get Henry zoom. Cavill back at this point, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I bet not. Uh, boo, boo, Because, yeah, so we're down... We, we don't have a Batman... We don't have a Superman. I'm is pretty sure Jason Momoa has like one or two more movies. Either that or his contract is also up. But he and then who else? There Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Yeah, I think she's still. 
I think she's part still of doing it. it, but also Wonder Woman 2 was bad, so I it think they're just bad. giving a, a pause on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had his dad cast, and then they had him recast, because... It wasn't good enough. Uh, well, the actor left. Nothing's ever good enough for WB. And then they had a, a young Barry Allen cast as well. Okay. Um, Filming's going to start. How many people we got? We got three of them cast. Uh, cool. Muschetti said Keaton felt honored to play Batman again. I, though we didn't hear that directly from Keaton. Yeah. I know my guy. Yeah, I don't. Don't tell me about my guy. I know my guy. <laughs> Filming. Yes. Principal photography began on April nineteenth, twenty twenty one. All right. Three years after it was originally slated to come out, we've begun. I mean, principal photography. It was a release date in two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. There was. They, they said they were going to do it in the late 80s, but I mean, for this that rendition... Was, to be fair, as far as I could tell, it was just the screenplay. Yeah. But, I mean, for this rendition, for Ezra Miller's The Flash... Yeah. They were supposed to be coming out originally in 2018. It has officially started principal photography late 2021 or mid-2021. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they filmed all over Europe with various places taking the place of Central City and, uh, Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, uh, there was a camera operator injured on July 29th, so, uh, it was... The uh, filming was halted for just a short while. Okay. That's a reasonable reason to halt filming, though. Yep. yep. Totally um, reasonable. And it looks like that was honestly most of the issues they had during the actual filming. And he wasn't seriously hurt, just injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, filming wrapped on October 18, 2021. All right. Now we're in post. Yep. Post-production. Uh, we got... Paul Maclis and Jason Valentine Valentine serve as the film's editors. Uh, John DJ Desjarin Jarden serves as the visual effects. I thought he was going to be the sound guy. <laughs> uh, so a couple of people, uh, General Zod and Farah Ui. From Man of Steel, were mm. reprising their roles in the Flash movie. That was confirmed. Okay. Um, and they used Daly and Goldstein's story credit, um, as well as Hodson's script. So, uh, and it looks like Aquaman's dad was set to be in the film as well. Okay. So that's interesting. And in March 2022, Warner Brothers adjusted its release schedule due to the impacts of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And The Flash was moved to June 23rd, 2023. Mm-hmm. Aquaman was moved to twenty from 2022 to 2023 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Flash had around 2,500 visual effects shots that needed to be completed. Wow. That's a lot. That's crazy. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, the following month, the final writing credits were revealed. Hodson received screenplay credit. Daily Goldstein and Harold re- received screen story credit, and off-screen credit for additional ma- writing material went to Rebecca Drysdale, Fama Yiwa, uh, Graham Smith, Johns Lord, Chris Miller, Ezra Miller, Morrison, and Adam St- Stikeel. So just it's just a mishmash of everybody. Everybody ideas. who has written on this has basically has some level of story <laughs> credit in this. <laughs> Individually, your stories were terrible. So we took them and smooshed them all together into one cohesive thing. You kind see? of like a can of spam. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And who doesn't like spam? Exactly. We will put it in this convenient tube, and you can have a hot dog. <laughs> Here's a nice little flash movie hot dog. A flash movie hot dog. We'll put dog. some ketchup and relish on there and see. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, there was regularly scheduled additional photography in mid-2022. Reshoots. Reshoots, yeah. Yep. Uh, Always got to do, got to fix the little, the little problems. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so after Miller's controversies throughout 2022... Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers was considering a different option. Which... In my opinion, you probably should have, but at that point, like, sunken cost fallacy says you put the movie out. Alright, so August, the studio was considering the following options. If Miller received professional help, they could give an interview to explain their behavior, then do limited press for the film, which would release as planned. If Miller did not receive any help, then they could be excluded from all press for the films, and the role would potentially be recast for future projects. Or, if the situation with Miller deteriorated further, the film could be canceled as a last resort. Uh, the latter would be a quote-unquote unprecedented move due to its large $200 million budget. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would have come after they had already canceled the Batgirl film. Yeah. Well, after they canceled fucking everything. There was a lot more than Batgirl that was lost that week. Yeah, they didn't even consider replacing Miller with another actor in this film due to them portraying multiple characters and appearing in nearly every scene. Good God. The film is considered to be key for the studio's future DCEU plans and has been received well during test screenings, despite Miller's legal troubles. It's received, hopefully it's because by the end of the movie, they're not in it anymore. (laughs) And so everyone's like, well, we don't like them, but hey, we have a new Flash now, so, or we will. The last part of the, this main, the main article I've been reading from is, Miller released a public apology through their representative, through the representative soon afterwards and announced that they were seeking professional treatment for complex mental health issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I remember we talked about that briefly in one of the previous podcasts. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. Yes. Yes, there is. That is. So that is the troubled production of the Flash movie. Um. Wow. I. That's crazy. 
Because it's not just the two hundred million they sunk into the production of this movie that now I want to be clear. Out. That's the budget for the movie. Yeah. That is coming out right now. Right now, that's not the money they've paid all these previous people to write these screenplays, to write these scripts, to. They, at some points, they had people casted, I'm sure, for some of these scripts. They paid directors to come in and try to work on these things. They paid... They have sunk so much money into The Flash Just into point. the scripts alone. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, they... Like, because it's been a question on my mind for a while, especially after the, the string of cancels that they did recently, of yeah. whether or not they would even actually put the flash movie out but honestly in my opinion they have to yeah not just for the sunken cost fallacy but because at this point if they don't they don't have a dceu they can't they just just, it will crumble around them and so they have to put this movie out and not only do they have to put it out it has to be that soft reboot movie so that they can bring in new people to carry on these mantles. Otherwise, it's it's just going to fizzle away and die. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say the Blue Beetle movie is set to be the 14th movie in the DCEU, which would put it directly after The Flash, like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And it does have... It looks like an uh, all-Latinx cast and directors which is rad because it's Jaime Reyes yeah is the main character and so it, it looks like they're trying with this one that I haven't good. heard a lot of production drama about this movie I haven't heard almost anything about it which I'm not sure to be scared of or to be happy about to be honest with you um I do have an interesting question, though. If they decide to, you know, get rid of Ezra Miller and bring in a new Flash, which version of the Flash would you like to see? I would like them to definitively bring in a different Barry Allen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want Jay Garrick. Uh, That would be rad. It would be cool. It would be cool to get... I'm I'm not a big Wally West fan, but I really like Jay Garrick. Yeah, I I like Wally. I think that would be cool. I like Wally. I like Wally West. I don't like his orange hair sticking up out of the thing. It still looks stupid. <laughs> I think it looks flashy. I think it's dumb. <laughs> oh. Having Ezra play Flash and Anti-Flash is... Reverse Flash? S- reverse Flash, that's what I meant. It, it, it's just so weird. Which, I mean, it is Flashpoint. They're, you know, in an alternate reality, he went evil or whatever i can see where they're going with it but it's just ew (laughs) i don't like it yeah it looks like the blue beetles production has been relatively smooth this is all just casting stuff and actual release dates well that's good so it's good that that one's going smoothly yeah i wonder if black adam actually went smoothly or if the rock forcefully made it go smoothly (laughs) dude i bet the rock just hired his own production people on that movie (laughs) he was like don't worry guys i got this i i've seen what you guys do (laughs) this has my name on it we're doing it right (laughs) what can i say Oh, <laughs> all right. So I think that's the bonus episode. I just that's so really crazy. wanted to talk about 
that... Do you have any final thoughts, any of your own personal thoughts or opinions you want to throw out there before we wrap up? I really hope they actually do a big reboot and maybe David Zaslav, the new CEO, will will have some level of idea what he's doing. I mean, he just had to cut 300 million dollars worth of content or whatever so he was supposed to cut three billion dollars three worth of billion content, that's what it was and he lost 20 billion in revenue in the week it took him to cut three billion dollars of content so that's just what happens when you do that that's what happens when you make that decision like and not only that there are so many creators that just will not work with that studio again ever yeah it's like entire teams of people that will forever hate your company. Yeah, that's an insane thing to do to yourself. Um, you basically castrated yourself. Yeah, and not in a sexy way. There's there's not a sexy <laughs> way to do that. I hate to tell you, there's not a, not a good sexy way to do that. <laughs> I, I agree, but I thought that was a good bit. <laughs> uh, but overall, I really hope that they find a new actor that feels good as the flash who doesn't fuck up and doesn't look so awkward when they run yeah <laughs> um i think this movie that's is gonna a really be... superficial thing for me <laughs> but it looks funny when he runs i think this movie is gonna be an Very absolute long. train wreck i it's it's not gonna make any semblance of sense in my opinion there's no way it's it's going to like each individual scene is going to make sense like compartmentalized by itself but i feel like you're going to zoom out and watch the movie as a whole and it's going to be just a a mishmash of eclectic thoughts that are just put together yeah it's going to be a flow. pile of flash comics ripped apart and then and stitched together yeah, wrong yeah. sewn so back together wrong back together wrong <laughs> And and hey, I think WB technically owns that. <sighs> I mean, I bet Back you it's together. So <laughs> it's gonna be a beautiful train wreck. Like I, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm going to yeah, Time Warner, Cartoon Network. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Hopefully, going to enjoy it, but it's gonna be one of those beautiful disasters of a movie. You know what I mean? I I really hope it's better than we think because. It it probably is Michael Keaton's last time as Batman ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I can't imagine him selling his likeness. No. No. He seems prideful and would be confused. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's me. No, you can't have me. <laughs> Why would I sell me? I'm not a slave. I'm me. <laughs> Go away. I'm my guy. I'm not your guy. <laughs> but yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it i don't have high hopes for it but i i really i think it's gonna be a beautiful disaster and i'm excited to see the shit show that is the flash movie uh. i also i i don't think there's any way that it's happening because it wasn't in any of that and we went over the movie pretty thoroughly i think but i think it would be really hilarious for like as he's running, just to, like, look sideways into one of the universes, and, like, Ryan Reynolds is the 
Green Lantern is like flying by <laughs> or something, like looks over and waves at him, like. Oh, <laughs> uh, what would be a really good meta joke for this is just to have everybody that was cast as the Flash at some point. Oh yeah, run by them. Mm-hmm. So you just get like one one little snippet do of the, everybody that was excited to be the Flash at some point. Do the the no way home thing, but you don't make it the whole movie. You just make it a little fun Easter egg. Yeah, it's just like one little one little bit while he's like in the Speed Force doing the Flashpoint actual bit. Yeah, and then you just have that that one little just like two seconds of all of them running together for just a second. Stop. Maybe Ezra Miller will, like stop short and they all thump 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 like a cartoon into his back. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good because you just have to pay for their faces for that one thing. They wouldn't have to act or do anything. Mm-hmm. You just CG them into suits because they're already in the Speed Force. So yeah. That would be interesting. I think I would appreciate that. That would be a fun meta joke. But they're not smart enough to do that. No, they're not. No. I, I don't think they are either. No. Um, so, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, I have zero faith in you. Zero. Literally, none. I, like, Maybe zip. we used to, but you've shown us, you've proven time and time again that you just can't be trusted with superhero movies. And with this merger, you've shown us you can't be trusted with your own media, your own IP, your mm-hmm. own owned you merged with discovery and then let them bully you and get rid of content that people actually wanted what the fuck yeah it's you were the bigger company and you're being kicked around by a chihuahua that's what's happening right now yeah and uh Anyway, I hope The Flash is good. It's probably not going to be. Probably not, but Black Adam and Blue Beetle, high hopes for those. High hopes for Blue Beetle. Still have zero faith in UWB Discovery, but that cast looks pretty confident. The director seems confident. Mm-hmm. All the statements on it seem good, so looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, that was the Flash movie. I don't even know if I'm going to do a theme for this one. I don't know what this is. I, I yeah. guess this is a retrospective. I guess it's kind of a retrospective. It's more of a... It's more of a think. It's more of a, a theory episode. <laughs> yeah, a, I guess a thought piece. It's, yeah, it's a thought piece. It's an editorial. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> 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 Fucking shit. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Krakakoo. <laughs>